What's up, everybody? It's Vince Gabriel. I'm very excited to announce that I did another interview with Anthony Renna on Mike Boyle's Strength Coach Podcast. And the title of this one was Five Steps to Make 2023 Your Best Year Ever, Even If the Media is Telling You It Could Be Your Worst. So I unpacked these five steps with Anthony Renna. So if you're looking for a framework to plan out a really, really great year, listen up to my interview with Anthony Renner. Thanks so much. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another special edition of the Strength Coach Podcast. We do this every month with Vince Gabriel, the founder of Gabriel Fitness Performance and Fitness Business University, as well as KISS Marketing. He does the KISS Marketing Business Secrets for Gym Owners segment every episode. He helps gym owners get more clients make more money, and have more freedom. Author of nine fitness books, fitness-related, fitness business-related books, sorry, including the big book of marketing. But the one I'm really interested in is if you're if you're seeing any of this video, because we do record it on Zoom now, there's a book in the background with a cartoon Vince on. Vince, I got a I got it. First of all, that cartoon is awesome. And I need to know more about this book. What is that? Um, so I got teased a lot as a kid. And um, the the book is, uh, so I used to get teased a lot for having really bushy eyebrows when I was a kid. And they would always like say things like, you know, hey, I should never worry about going bald because my eyebrows will just grow to go over the top of my head. That's like, <laughs> they, but anyway, so I used to you know, be self, as a kid, like self-conscious about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start to look at the, the Jay Leno's of the world, right? And then what does Jay Leno do? He accentuates his chin. Yeah, and all, and all of a sudden that is a differentiator, you know, in him. And I was like, all right, well, I, I got that thing, so let me use it. So my cartoon, I'll, I'll pull it out. And it's funny, I, I've had this cartoon for several years now, um, but it is, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's me. Um, but I've had the cartoon for several. Now I feel like everyone has a cartoon now. Like I feel I'm looking at everyone's Facebook profile. And oh, the AI thing is out of control. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I, I, I definitely wasn't the first person to do this, but I feel like I was definitely ahead of the game uh, with creating. But this is a daily planner. I uh, this is a book I give out. Um, I create a new cover for this every quarter for my mastermind. And essentially what it is, is uh, it's a book of 50 or no, I think it's 90, 90 or 100 pages of the same page. So it's the same page. So it's this page. Yeah. And it essentially um, is a sheet that um, gym owners fill out the night before they um, they work to have the, a, a productive day. And I always say like a productive day starts the night before and I think it also helps you sleep better when you can go to bed knowing that what you're going to do the next day. Um, that's a big frustration among gym owners is, oh, what the, what the hell am I going to do today? You know, how to be productive. Uh, really, what you want to do is intentionally do that the night before, before you go to sleep. Um, so that's what I do. And most of the people in Mastermind use this book and they get to look at my cartoon face every time. <laughs> 
that they use the book. So love uh, it. That's what that's for. So much better than the AI. The cartoons are so much better. I just the AI is getting out of control and um tired of it. Anyway, um just this quick side note and be like the best your be like was the Friday work week shutdown. So you can let everything go for the weekend, be with your family. And, you know, it doesn't happen every week when there's big projects, obviously, but that Friday shutdown review in the week. And then, so we did that. That is in be like the best at a bookstore. Oh yeah. I was wondering what the hell you were talking about, <laughs> uh, but yeah, your book. Yeah. My book. Your um, book be like. Vince, uh, I love the planner idea. I really do. Um, first started doing that with Michael Hyatt. And yeah, yeah. Um, I went to him for his program, the best year ever. And I'm kind of, you know, you sent me over your title this for this, and it was the best year ever was in it. And one of the things that's really scary um, right now for people, and I was telling my father-in-law, I'm not sure if I completely agree but it's the quote unquote coming storm, the recession that's supposed to happen. Yeah. I went to the mall the other day and I couldn't find parking and it was packed in there and there were lines inside every store. Uh, I know it's Christmas, but still I was kind of like, wow, I guess, you know, I don't know where this recession is, but um, you know, the media is always talking to us about how bad things are going to be. And, and, but this year it kind of does seem like there's a lot of people, a lot of experts talking about we're kind of heading into something. And it is scary for gym owners, especially after what a lot of them went through with COVID. So um, today is five steps to make 2023 your best year ever. Even if the media is telling you it could be your worst. Um, it is a scary thing. Um, for sure. And rightfully so I've, you know, seen firsthand the impact on it, uh, in coaching, we have 80 gym owners in our mastermind directly and Hey, there's, there's been some attrition. There's, there's definitely been some attrition and relative, whether that's relative to the recession or not, but across the board, you know, we have seen higher, um, levels, uh, of attrition towards the end of this year. I do think also um, th last year was a little bit of a, a pent up demand year, right? Where you saw the COVID, the hangover, COVID 2020, you had the COVID hangover 2021, which things still didn't get back to normal. And then 2022 was kind of like the first year where it was somewhat normal. Right. So there was like, you know, it wasn't like a huge snapback, but there's people were, you know, it was more normal to go be going to gyms and doing like that. And so now you have that year, which people had a good year in 2022. Uh, there was a good year. There's a good cross board. But in the last few months, all of a sudden we're starting to see some like some fear kicking in with the media and stuff. And here's the thing. You have to embrace reality and what it is. Um, now, listening to the media and then saying it's going to be a massive recession year, um, you know, that's just, you know, most likely a bunch of fear mongering. But the, the, the truth is that, um, hey, we are starting to see some, some issues uh, with attrition across the board. 
And the reality of all the situation, the reality of this is that um, we we can only focus on what we do, right? We can, we can only focus on us and the, the steps that we take to move forward to make this the best possible year ever. And if you spend all your time thinking about, oh, the recession and, oh, what is the media saying? And, oh, what is this, you know, big franchise doing? Um, you, you should definitely educate yourself on what's going on in the world. But at the end of the day, um, you, you have to take control uh, of your own destiny. And I've seen some really, we have one of our members that got hit hard with, with attrition and he, he totally turned it around, like totally, completely turned it around through taking uh, so, some really, really great steps towards improving what he was doing and the way he was doing things. Um, I think some of the attrition he saw was not preventable, you know, and not like it's like he didn't do anything wrong. But because of it, he reacted not in fear, uh, but with action. Um, and uh, I know you follow uh, Dan Sullivan and strategic coach. And and I have as well. I've taken the program. He wrote a, a book uh, called. Um, not i think it's called not being bothered i don't know if you've read that one um but he talks about a question in the book and the question is and I'm, i could be paraphrasing here here's the question if i wasn't bothered by this what would i be doing so i re i see the media I, I, I read the stories i read oh this is going to be a bad year oh no one's spending any money all oh, this all right. And then you can sit there and you can be bothered by that and stressed out by that and say, oh, I just got through COVID and now I got to go through a recession and all that. Um, but if you decided not to be bothered by that, what would you be doing? Well, you'd be taking action and you'd be Love doing it. stuff like we're going to talk about today and you'd be going out and making your business better and and doing the things that that need to be done. And so it's a question that I've you've been using. I taught it to my kids. I was like, that's a really important thing. Like if I wasn't bothered by this, what would I be doing? And nothing really happens until you take action. We've talked about that before on other podcasts. Um, Dan Kennedy wrote an entire book about it called The Ultimate Success Secret. And the entire book is 100 pages on taking action. Um, <laughs> there's another book uh, by Robert Ringer that is just titled Action. And it's just like, nothing's going to move until you do something. And so regardless of what happens in the world, regardless of what happens in the media, nothing's going to happen if you sit still. So today is really all about taking action, taking action towards having a really, really great year. So that's what we're talking about. Love it. Along those same lines, the, the book ready, fire, aim, right? I love yeah. that. I the same idea. Uh, we talk about that all the time and uh, the most successful people have a bias for action and they just keep going and they're not afraid and they keep pushing and, and uh, not everything always works, but something's going to, something's going to happen. So we, we, we had our, um, at the last uh, November mastermind meeting, we gave out the mastermind Maven award and we had two finalists, Devin Gage from Westchester PA and then a guy named John Doherty out in Frisco, Texas. And, you know, they both did like a dynamite presentation on, um, you know, the year they had. And then the, the mastermind in the, in the audience voted for you know, who was the winner. 
Um, it was really cool. But those two guys, John and Devin, both massive action takers, massive action takers. And if you're going to be successful in business, that's got to be something that you have down. And that's the other reason why I think health is so important. I think that personal health as an entrepreneur, and it was funny, I was on a podcast, I was getting interviewed on a podcast yesterday, um, just about the overall importance of, of your own personal health and energy. Uh, this podcast was more of a local podcast that was geared towards, you know, um, just, just the regular people in the community of this specific gym. But I told the story of how I went to date with destiny uh, and uh, Vanessa and I went to date with destiny at the Tony Robbins seminar and he put his core values up on the board and his number one core value was health and energy. And he basically said that, Hey, if my health and energy is good, then it's going to fuel all the other things that's going to give me purpose and meaning in life. Right. Um, so it's even as gym owners, right. We're, we're not out of the woods, right? Just because we decide to own a gym doesn't mean we're going to be healthy. Like we got to do the work. We got to take action. You just, just walking in and working in a gym, um, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't cut it. And yeah, I was, that was one of my biggest surprises of coming into the fitness industry and seeing like personal trainers that were like out of shape. And gym owners that were out of shape. I was like, is that I was like, it just, it just didn't seem, but, but it's real. And I've been out of shape as a gym owner. Like I, like when my kids were born, when Bella was born, my first kid was born. I was a fat ass. Like I look at pictures of me. I think and, we did a strength hey, coach TV right before when, when Vanessa was pregnant. Dude, with Bella. I, I was, <laughs> I, I was like breathing hard in that episode. I was, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was probably like two fifty eating uh, butter pecan ice cream like every night. Um, and I was, just, it was just going through a stressful time. It was like running a business, trying to grow a company, you know, buying a house for the first time, having a kid. It was just like, man, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I look back now and it's just like, man, I really wish I took it, my personal health a little more seriously back then. I always said, I had to sell my gym to get in shape. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's so funny. Um, well, Vince, if we're going to take action, let's let's get into this. What's the first thing we have to do? What's the first step? Yeah. Um, so I'm premising uh, all of this based around a course that I'm teaching this coming week. I, I don't know when this is getting released, but um, by, at the time of recording this, it's, it's a it's a Tuesday. This coming Friday, I'll be sitting uh, for an entire day on Zoom with all the members of the mastermind. And I do this every year. Uh, it's like, it's like the pancake breakfast. I do it every year. And um, what I do is I lead them through an annual planning workshop. And so I, I take them through the steps that we're going to go through. Obviously not today. We're not going to be able to give everyone time to like fill out their questions. I'm really just going to talk about it. Um, but on this session, what I'll do is a live workshop where I'll teach the concept of um, all the different five uh, components, and then I will actually have them do it. So at the end of the day, they will have their plan done for the year. They'll have their marketing done for the year. They'll have their goal set for the year. They'll have their strategy set for the year. Um and it's something that they absolutely love. Like they, they love this time because um, 
not a lot of people actually sit down to do it. You know, they, they think about it and they're like, Oh, it'd be cool. I'm going to set some goals this year, but they, you don't really block the time. Like it's during the holidays and you got this busy and there's things flying around. And what I found is like, I needed to create the environment where they had no choice but to do it, all right, you're going to show up to the session on Friday and I'm having you block the day and you can't do anything else that day. And this is what we're doing that day. And I, I forbid them from checking their phones and their emails during this. It's like, no, this is, this is it. This is what yeah. we're doing. Awesome. And the ones that show up, like love it. And we do some really cool uh, vision work, which I'll talk about um, and, and strategy planning and, and, and everything like that. But so that's the premise of the five steps that I'll go over today on this podcast is me um, preparing to teach this uh, to, to the, to the members of the mastermind this week. Very cool. Well, you know, one of, I, I agree with you hundred percent. We always say, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. And, you know, going back to Michael Hyatt, and me selling the gym, when I sold the gym in 2016, at the end, I was like, whoa, what am I going to do? Like, I, I have the podcast, I have a couple other things, but I didn't really know what to do with my time. Because normally it was like, okay, you got three guys coming in here, three women coming in there, you got blah, 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 right? But I kind of needed some help. But what I didn't realize was... When I sat down for the first weekend in January in Nashville at Michael Hyatt's place for three days to go over and do a deep dive and talk to people after each little session and and whatever, when you set aside that time, I love that you do that with your people because, and, and hopefully more and more people are doing it because they have to understand the value. I bet the, the people that sit down, who sat down last year in 20, you know, 21 had the better years this year, because when you're intentional about it, when you take that time out, man, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's funny. I had, I just recorded, uh, I, I recorded uh, a series of about 10 podcast episodes with specific members this year that have had success. And one of them, uh, I did an interview with a, a, a guy named Dr. Ben Quist, who's got a thriving business. He's got physical therapy clinics. He's got gyms. He's, got, he's a monster operation. And he showed up to annual planning last year. And I did a, uh, a visioning exercise, which I will talk about a little bit today. Um, and, and he cited that that was like a breakthrough for him, for him to write out his vision and write it out in story form. He's like, that changed the game. Uh, for him. So a hundred percent being forced to sit down to do it is like half the battle, like just having the environment uh, to do it. And a lot of times we'll talk about planning. It's like, it's not even the plan you make. It's actually just sitting down and doing the planning is, is the most important piece. Yeah. It Um, changes. It changes, but Hey, listen, what do you got to do first before you look at the future? You got to look at the past, right? Yep. Yep. And that is number one. So the first piece of what I do uh, when we're planning out the year is we'll look at 2022 um, and we'll look and answer really um, three questions um, for, from 2022. Uh, there, there, there's, I, I tried to streamline it for the podcast. There's so much that we do in the day. Um, but I did want to streamline it for your listeners today to not like overwhelm them, but to give them 
you know, something that they could take and listen to this podcast and do a, a version of this, you know, on their own. Um, so, so the first question is um, what went great. And, you know, we mentioned strategic coach before. One of the things I learned from them is to start every meeting with a positive focus where you focus on the positive things, you know, that happened. And I think some of us hard charging entrepreneurs, we, we want to think of what's next, what's next, what's next, right? Um, and we maybe don't do enough of uh, celebrating the wins, you know, that that we had. I had a I had another one of the other podcasts I was recording with one of our members, and he in the past he's done really really well. And 2020 for him, he thought was kind of a down year. And I'm talking to him, and he's almost like a little down. And I'm just like. How'd the year go? I was like, ah, well, you know, he's like hemming and hawing a little bit. And I was like, well, what are you up? He's like, well, we're up 25%. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, like, what, what, what do you want? Do you want 175% growth every year? Like, it's like the 25% growth is not a shabby thing. And he wasn't, it was, it's not a small business either, you know? So it, it was 25% growth, you know? in this day and age is, is, is outstanding. Right. So it's like, um, but, but he didn't look at it that way. Like he just, and then I had to tell him, it's like, no, like that, that's fine. Like you did great. And it's like, he didn't. And, and after a while he got it and he understood it, but it's like, he was like chalking it up as a shitty year, you know? And, and until you actually kind of look and it's like climbing the mountain, right. You, you get halfway up the mountain and you you look up, it's like, oh my God, look how much farther I have to go versus turning around and being like, wow, look how far uh, that I've come. So I think it's important. I think it's important to celebrate um, the wins, to evaluate, you know, what are the things that went well that you want to build on, you know, for for next year. So do yourself a favor and evaluate, hey, how, what went great in uh, uh, 2022? And then and the second question is what what went not so great? Right. Well, what did you what what crappy things happened and where did you hit an attrition bump in September and August? And was that something that you did or was that something that you, you know was unpreventable? Did you lose a bunch of staff members this year? Did the marketing not work well? Like what were the things that happened that 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 didn't go well? OK, um, so you got those two things. And then the third question really is a, a culmination of the two is what did you learn? Right. So what did you learn from the good things? What did you learn from the challenging things? And then what are the lessons that we can carry forward? Uh, and Andy Frisella has a great line. He's like, you know, one of the biggest um, factors of success is not making the same mistake twice. He's like, you can make mistakes and you're going to make mistakes. And if you're working hard, he's like, but don't make the same mistake over and over again. He's like, that's a recipe for failures, making the same mistake over and over again. And when you do this evaluation process of the year and you can highlight, all right, what were my lessons learned? Right. And what do I want to carry forward with me this year? What do I not want to do? What do I do want to do? Um, I think it's it, it grounds for a more successful year. So those are the kind of three questions for the uh, first pillar, which is the recap of 2022.
Yeah. And, and the, the what did you learn kind of once now it reframes the whole thing again to a positive to go back to uh, what you were talking about, strategic coach Dan Sullivan. Right. So many of us focus on the gap, that yeah, gap yeah, yeah, yeah. right between what we've done. So he might have he might have had a 50 percent increase goal and he only did 25 percent, but only is not 25 percent is still amazing. So we need to not just pat ourselves on the back, but like you said, celebrate that. That's a good number. It's an amazing number. And instead of focusing on the gap between, you know, what we didn't accomplish, right? But what what did you learn kind of reframes it again is, you know what? I'm going to turn this into a positive. And yeah. so can, yeah. can change things. Yep. Awesome. Um, so the second piece is that, that we'll go over is the vision. And um, this is identifying uh, what what do you want, and I think it's such a it's such a pretty simple question. It's like what do you want as the owner of your business? What do you want? What does success look like? You know, for you, what are you actually moving towards? Um, I use the example of Oz and the Yellow Brick Road, right? So. Dorothy and the um what is it Dorothy and the uh what is it the four the the lion the scarecrow the, the lion, tin man the yeah. tin man yeah what they call them the what the they don't call them anything right no no them, as a group yeah no no they don't call them a group okay so no. it's D- Dorothy and her friends um <laughs> they're trying to find Oz right and so um the most important thing that gym owners need to do is define what Oz is right and when you define what oz is you'll know when you get there and i believe a lot of people don't do this a lot of people are spinning their wheels right and they're running their business and they're like oh i'm doing this and doing that and they never feel like they get to a destination they're like they're never satisfied they're either really disappointed or they're overly excited it's just like they never get to this point and i think some of that is the lack of clarity where they're going. Um, my One of the guys that's worked with me that I've mentioned before on this podcast, Tom Plummer, he said to me, he's like, Vince, if you don't know what you want, nobody can help you. And that stuck with me for a long time because I, I as a gym owner, you know, back in the day, like I didn't know what I wanted. I don't know. Did I want two locations? Did I want three? I, I, I was like all over the place, right? Um, and I And I think that the... The, the, the more clearly you can define what success looks like um, for you, um, the, the easier things will be on you and, and, and everybody else. So that's the second piece is defining uh, the vision. Now, the, the cool thing is there's, there's different ways to do this. And one of the, the, the most effective ways that I've been taught how to do this is through visioning which is the, the term um, that I learned from the great Ari Weinswig, the founder of Zingerman's Deli. And if you don't know Zingerman's, you should. Uh, Zingerman's is a 70, probably more now. It was 70 before COVID, so it's probably more now. Um, it's a it's a food business based. Uh, have you heard of Zingerman's yet? From you. Really? That's okay. how I originally, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not far from them, right? You're How close to uh, Michigan are you? 
Yeah, I'm pretty close. I'm about three yeah. hours from oh, the border. dude. You should totally go. It, it is amazing. So it's 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 this this uh, it started as a little deli in Ann Arbor, which is Ann Arbor's a college town. It's where the University of Michigan is. So it started in the 80s as this little deli. And then um it it's grew into this empire. But they they the, the cool thing about them is they um they do not expand, they didn't expand uh anywhere all over in the US and they didn't they could have expanded all over the world. And they decided they wanted to keep this a community-based business. It's really a special place. And that, that what they did was instead of creating delis, which was their first successful business, they said, we're going to create different kinds of businesses in this Ann Arbor community. So they went and they opened a restaurant and then we opened a bakery and then they opened a cheese shop and then they opened a coffee place, right? And so they have all these other little businesses because you know why? That's what they wanted to do. And it's yeah. interesting. It's like the logical question is, well, why didn't they go and 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 start this deli? And they got this unbelievable deli that's massively profitable. Why wouldn't they franchise this deli and open these Ingerman's delis all over the country? And I asked Ari that question. And you know what he said to me? His answer was, you know, Vince, um, just wasn't that interesting to me. And what was interesting yeah. to him was opening up these other little mm-hmm. businesses uh, around the Ann Arbor community, right? You don't make that happen without a vision. You don't make some, you don't make those kinds of decisions. You don't make those intentional decisions without having a clear cut vision on what does success look like and what do we want? And so this visioning exercise that Ari taught me, and I spent time with him in Ann Arbor. And the cool thing is, um, I'm actually, uh, he wrote a, a, a bunch of books. Uh, and and I'm in one of the books. He writes about me in one of his books in an exchange that that we had, and we've become very good friends. So he's probably one of the, um, you know, um, one of the few high, high, high level entrepreneurs that I have a very personal um, friendship with. Um, so, uh, but, but he wrote about me in one of, one of one of those books. But he taught me this exercise called visioning. And essentially what this is, is you write a story for what you want the future to look like. And you take all the different concepts, right? You take what does the customer service of your business look like? What do the financials of your business look like? What does your team look like? What does your facility look like? And you take, you paint yourself in the future, right? So let's say you're do, it's 2023. You want to do this for 2027. Okay, four years from now or five years from now, whenever it be. And you write the story like it's 2027. Today is January 1st, 2027. I'm sitting on my front porch with a beautiful cup of coffee and I feel relaxed and at peace. And here's why. And you tell the story about your business that enables you to have that. So it's, um, it enables, right? Doing this vision exercise enables the actual vision to come alive. And I have found when I do this and I communicate this with staff, uh, they they get it because there's an emotional component to the story, right? There's a there's a line: um, facts tell, stories sell, right? So if we want, how do we get a vision together? How do we get the team on board with the vision? Well, we tell them a story about it and we get their emotions involved, right? We don't just say, 
uh, we want this and this is what we're going to be in, in five years. And that's boring and not a lot of people can get around that. But if all of a sudden, and my vision that I wrote for Gabriel Fitness, when I wrote my vision, I think I can't remember how long ago it was, um, the, the team was like reading it and they were like, wow, this is freaking awesome. This is going to be really cool to be a part of this. And whether you get there exactly, no, but it's funny. I wrote, um, and you can do this. The, the cool thing about this exercise is you can do this for personal or you can do this for business. Um, and I did this for personal in 2017. Yeah, because I did a 10 year. And I did in 2017, I did a 10 year vision. So it was 2017 to 2027. And I read mine about a year ago. And it was eerie of how on track I was. That's cool. It was, it was like almost like, and I even read it to, um, and to, to, to the point was that like, there were so many things in there that were impossible to know in 2017. It was impossible to know that it could have been a reality. And it was actually like starting to happen. It was so weird. Um, and I'm on track to accomplish it well before everything that I put in my 2027 vision. I am personally on track to accomplish everything that I wrote in the story well before the ball drops in 2027. Right. And what it does is like what the visioning and getting it down on paper and doing it in story form, um, it allows you to make it real and make it, you can feel it and it, and it gets programmed into your, into your subconscious um, and then you just start moving towards it and you eventually will make decisions um, throughout your life to move towards uh, that vision. Um, so that is the second piece, right, is defining what you want. What does it look like? Send yourself into the future, whether that's a one year, whether that's a three year, whether that's a five year um, with COVID long term, 10 year visions are probably not the norm. Like I did mine in 2016, well before COVID. Um, it's a little harder to do it now, uh, these days, but, um, I think it's, uh, definitely doing, uh, short term, but, but really the, the, the important thing for business owners is to know what you're going after, know what success looks like for you in the future. Um, and then once you have that, then you move to number three, which is your strategy. And your strategy is your plan for success to accomplish the vision. And just sorry, I had to unmute myself. Just a quick note on the visioning. And you had mentioned it before, like you kind of like, I don't even, a lot of people will say, I don't know what I want, but that exercise will start to bring it out. And it doesn't have to yeah. be perfect the first time. I remember doing that and it, it's really evolved over time in, in a different way. Not exactly like you're doing, but Michael Hyatt did do something like Oh, that. he did? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. We did do something like that in terms of taking our limiting beliefs, turning them into like the opposite. Like, okay, like I, I'm never going to be an author into uh, I can write a book. Right. And then when you take all those positive, those 10 positive things that you wrote, those, those chains, those turnarounds, you put them in a story and you read it to yourself, et cetera. So, so not exactly the same, but starting to change your belief or the, the what's going on in your head. So I just want to say like, that is one thing that 
people will always say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. We'll start to do, just do it. Get the paper, take action, do it. And that it starts to come to you. And and it's funny. Um, so I get on calls with Ari uh, all the time. And when I, usually when I go to him and I'm uncertain about um, a decision to make, his answer will always be, and, and the thing I love about Ari, he's, he's the owner of a $70 million business and he's the most humble person. And he, he says this to me all the time. He's like, you know, I don't know. Why don't you just write a vision about it? And, and it's just like the way he says, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, no, he probably does know. He's just saying he doesn't know. Like, I think he knows. Just wants you to right? do it. Yeah. Um, but but um, write a vision. So when I launched the GRIT program two years ago, we're two years into the GRIT program, and we are now full-fledged into uh, licensing that program. So I'll be talking more about that very soon. Um, about the license of our sports performance program. But when I was launching that and relaunching it from zero, I, you know, I told them, you know, I was like, you know, um, I, I, I was hiring a, a guy to run the program. And I was like, should he write the vision? Should I write the vision? Um, and he's like, oh, well, and you both write the vision and then compare your visions and see if it's on track. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. And I did it. Um, but just that you can use this visioning exercise, not only for, um, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm staying on the visioning one for right now, before we get into strategy. Um, but I think this is an important point to make, and I think this will help a lot of people. Visions don't only have to be written for things that are long term down the road things. So an example is I, the day before I gave the eulogy at my dad's funeral, I sat down in a bar with a lot of bourbon. I sat down in a bar and I wrote a vision for what I want, what I wanted that eulogy to be like and what I wanted the impact um, of that eulogy to be before I wrote the eulogy. And I wrote down, this is my vision. This is what I wanted. I wrote down, I wanted my daughters and my son to see me step up and have courage. I wanted my wife to be proud of me. I wanted the people in the church to be able to take something that I shared with them and, and make it memorable. Right. And the interesting thing is, um, I used the thumbs up example at my dad's eulogy because my dad, he, he just he, he um, had a stroke and he pretty much all his communication skills were taken. But he was just an optimistic guy. And, you know, we would ask him how he's doing and, you know, he's doing really shitty and he would just give the thumbs up. Right. And so what I did was I used that as an example and I tried to connect Hey, be living an optimistic life. And even when things are bad to try to see the good in it and to learn from it. And I kind of use the example of the thumbs up. And I said, I wanted to have the impact um, and I wanted to create and give them a memorable thing that they could take with them and celebrate my dad at the same time. And so I use this thumbs up as that kind of anchor for it. Um, and it's interesting. And I didn't even plan on talking this day, but this is a, um, there was a woman in the, in the church and she was my, my sister's boss, big wig in New York city. And she sent us these as Christmas gifts. And what they are is they're, it's a Christmas ornament. That's so with cool. a thumbs up emoji. Right. 
And hey, you don't do that unless you remembered that message, right? How many eulogies have you been to where, yeah, they said a bunch of stuff and like, you know, yeah. but I, in my vision, I said, I want this to be memorable and I want this to be memorable, not for me or whatever, but for them and for them and, and to make this a, an impactful thing in their life. Um, if I just wrote the eulogy, it wouldn't have happened, right? But I wrote the vision. And I intentionally decided what I wanted to have happen. And then it kind of came to life. So you can use these visions for everything. I do a vision before every mastermind meeting. Every mastermind meeting before we meet for two days, I write a vision of what I want to have happen. And, you know, a lot of times it comes true. So awesome to even, you know, kind of have those anchors. I love that idea is, uh, Kind of, you know, what is it that you want to get out of this? And uh, it's not only for business. So very cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, okay. So the the step number three that we go over is the strategy. And right. So the vision is is you you make it up, right? You can make it up. You can decide whatever you want. Um, the strategy, right, is you make it real. Right. What do you need to do to make it real? Okay. Um, and and there's some people that are really good visioning. They're really good at thinking of great ideas and they're really shitty at making it actually happen, right? And this is, goes back to the take action thing that, that we were talking about. So your strategy, this is how you simplify strategy, business strategy. And without getting, you know, like all, you know, Goldman Sachs on everybody, it, it, it's, a, it's a plan for success. That's all it is. Your strategy is a plan for success. So it's what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do to make this happen, make this vision happen? Okay. I believe that I've embarked on a couple things that are crucial to the strategy. Okay. Um, one, I, I, I believe everyone needs to have some clear cut um, metrics, um, uh, around keeping them on track to make sure that they're doing the things they need to do from a data standpoint. And what this means is this, everyone's vision must include some kind of a, uh, it can't just be a feeling, right? Your vision's got to include some numbers, right? Your vision should have some financial information, how many clients you want and all of that, right? And what your scoreboard does is your scoreboard is the thing that keeps you on track and tells you that you're moving towards accomplishing your vision. An example is, if in a year, you want to be at 200 members, your scoreboard will tell you on a weekly basis how many members you need to get to be moving towards that goal. So an example would be if you need to add 100 new members in a year, right? Um, and there's 52 weeks, um, or 52 weeks in a year. And I don't know the math on that. Matt, maybe you can help me, you know, with that, who's sitting here, my, my, uh, audio engineer that's recording this, right. But there's a certain amount of clients you'll need to get every week and you go what week, your scoreboard, you evaluate. All right. Last week, we got two new clients. If we don't get five, we're not going to hit the goal. So the gap between two and five is where we, what we need to do to fix it, 
right? So part of your strategy needs to be defining what what you need to hit on a weekly basis. And that's like, this is like one of the most important tools that I teach at Mastermind is a scoreboard. All right. How many leads did you get? How many trials did you get? How many new members did you get? How many clients did you lose? And looking at that stuff on a weekly basis. And that tells you what problems you need to solve. Are you on track? Are you off track? Right. Um, so that's the first thing is these very important regular metrics that are leading you down the path to the, the measurable goals that you want to achieve. Um, the second thing is the uh, a part of your strategy are the, uh, the, the combination of the projects that you're going to do. What are the goals you're going to set and the things that you're going to accomplish? Um, these are more part of your strategy is things like who do you need to hire? Um, what marketing plans do you need? And we'll talk more about marketing specifically, uh, in a second here, cause it is a big part of it. Um, but, but who do you need to hire? Um, what, what, um, uh, roles need to be, uh, created, what people need to be, uh, moved on the bus, what people need to be moved around, um, what specific campaigns, what specific systems need to be documented, um, what needs to happen with your pricing and all of that. So there's, there's all these things that, um, you know, need to, to happen and they need to be set up in measurable goals and projects. I call these rocks. Right. I call these rocks. And what we do is we set a series of anywhere from three to seven of these rocks um, that help us move us towards achieving these measurable goals. Right. So an example of a rock could be hire a new marketing manager. An example of a rock could be document a specific system in place. An example of a rock could be raise the prices. An example of a rock could be to uh you know migrate from mind body to you know zen planner i don't know whatever you know um but all of these little projects are part of the strategy right that lead us down the path to help us accomplish the metrics that we want is that is that is that making sense Ant? absolutely yeah we're right on on track here you're, you're visioning what you want now you're making your plan but you know you got to figure out you got to you got to have the metrics right what gets right. measured yeah right so it's done yep um and, and and so you know that that's really that's all it is really your strategy is these is this series of of things that you're going to do right um and you look at your vision you look at all right what does the vision look like what do we want to accomplish and what are the bite-sized things that need to happen along the way what are the decisions that need to be made some of it is you know part of the strategy would be opening a second location right if the vision says open three locations all right well and you have to do that by a certain date well you got to get moving right you got to open the next one um so it, it it could be one of the projects could be to explore and uh, look at where the second location is needs to be to get the presale going and, and all of that. So your your plan for success, your strategy is all these little bite sized projects that are added up to uh, help you support the measurable goals that you want um, to hit. So that is the sec third step um, in. It, it's more of your overall strategy. Now, the fourth step is the marketing of it. And I have this separate because I think this is such a piece 
that is not done well, right? I, I think most gym owners don't understand marketing. And it's one of the reasons why it's, I love it so much because I do see it as such a gap. I don't see a lot of guys struggling with, man, man, if I could just find the best program, you know, man, this, I can't figure out how to get that rear footed elevated split squat and get people to get to the next level with that exercise. Like it's just, yeah. they're not like, they're not like most trainers, like they're, they're, I, I got it. I checked that box. Like yeah. I can do that. And, and I don't need someone to tell me how to do that. Um, but when it comes to marketing and getting new clients, like they're like, oh man, I don't like help me. Like, yeah. like I and it's just I, I've seen that that that's a need. And it still is, even though I've been teaching this stuff for seven years, it's still a big need, right? Um, because most of us were never taught that. We were never taught, we didn't grow up in the marketing world. Um, and obviously a lot changes, and there's a whole skill set that you um need to learn uh to be good at this. So the fourth step is planning out your year your marketing calendar for the year and we start in january and we go all the way to december and i have them outline exactly what they're going to do in each month of the year um have them re go over the the three pillars of marketing which is your target market your marketing message and your your uh, media, the media that you're going to use to get the message out there. Um, so we kind of re-go over that. But really, it's about taking and having an intentional plan um, for your marketing that's going to generate the amount of leads uh, that you need to accomplish your goal uh, for the year. So I, I think uh, most people, what they do is they do this thing called squirrel marketing, Right where they will, you know, say, oh, I need leads. And then they'll go do a bunch of marketing stuff. It's like, instead of actually sitting down in the beginning of the year and being, okay, um, this is, you know, what worked for me last year. And by, by all means, guys, please, if you did something in 2022 that worked, um, do it again. <laughs> do it again in 2023. It worked. Like we have this stupid thing that we do, and I'm guilty of this too. We have this stupid thing that we do where we do something, it works, and then we don't do it again. Like I don't know why we do that. Like just if you got if, if belly right is getting you five yards on first and ten every time, don't ever not run belly right on first and ten. Like just don't. Just like don't try something stupid. Don't try something new because you get bored, right? Uh, sometimes getting, being successful in business is boring. Yeah. You know, right? Jerry Seinfeld always said, don't throw out jokes. Don't, don't get rid of jokes that have been working for 20 years. Yeah. You don't them. They're laughing. Stop. <laughs> like if I have to tell the Vanessa cake story again, I'm going to like pull my <laughs> hair out. Like I've told that story like 5,000 times, but every time I tell the story, people love it and people laugh and people talk about it. And it's just like, no, it's just like, I'm going to keep telling that story until yeah. all of a sudden the audience goes, Vince, we heard this story, go on, move on to the next one. Right. But they're not saying that. They're yeah. saying, okay. Um, so it's about intentionally planning out your marketing. What are you going to do? And so I lead them through this whole big gamut. Uh, I give them a template with a calendar and a bunch of different ideas that they can do, but I give them time to actually sit down and be like, all right, what am I going to do? And to think about, all right, wait, Valentine's day is in February. Okay, cool. I'm in Valentine's day. I'm going to do a four day sale 
that's going to start on February 10th and it's going to go to February 16th. And this is the premise of it. This is the offer. You think about all this stuff beforehand. And then when February 10th comes around, you just put it, you just push send on the email. You just, you know, push publish on the Facebook ad. Like you just do it versus February 10th. Oh wait, Valentine's Day is in February 14th. Let me do something for Valentine's Day. And like, that's what we all do, right? We panic. And that's why we're all running around like chickens out of the head. But marketing, uh, part of it is just intentionally planning. So that's what is laying out a skeleton for how, because, and, and why is this so important? Why do I have a section for just this versus yeah. a section for your strategy for attention? Here's why. Um, the only guarantee in business is that you will lose clients. There is no guarantee that you will get new ones. So if there's no guarantee that we're going to get new ones, then we got to do something about that. And we got to have a better plan for that. Hey, I already know I'm going to lose people. I know. And I can, I, I can have the best retention system in the world and you employ the best retention system. You're still going to lose people. There's no guarantee. That's a guaranteed. I'm going to lose people. There's no guarantee. You're going to get any new clients this year. There's no guarantee of that. Yeah. And I don't want to leave that to chance. I want to make sure that I have a good plan set in place where I'm intentionally doing things to educate the market about who we are, what we do, and why we can help them. So that is why I think it's so essential for the marketing piece to be intentionally planned out. So that's number four. Love it. Yeah. And, and again, to repeat what you just talked about a little bit, it's business strategy. You said success. It's what's the plan. But then the fourth one is marketing plan. You're like, wait, why shouldn't that be in there? It is so important that we need that separate one for it. And if you listen to this podcast, you will get a lot of tips. So that should be part of your plan. Make sure you're listening to the special episodes because Vince talks a lot about acquiring new clients. Vince, we got one more here yeah, in and, our and five everyone, steps. And everyone loves this one. Um, but the last piece is uh, just setting some personal goals. Um, it's, and, you know, Tony Robbins talked about that number one thing that he um, needs to be in place to have yeah. a successful life. And that's his health and energy. All right. Um, but I also think like your health and energy is a lot of dictated by your mind, right. And how you think, um, your relationships are really important for that, right. Your relationships are, it's interesting. I had a, a meeting with a gentleman recently and, you know, he was having trouble and he was overweight and, you know, he kept blaming his wife that, you know, she was bringing in bad food and he kept blaming. And, and you could tell that there was a strain in the home. And, and, and I'm like almost guaranteeing that that's the, probably one of the biggest reasons why this guy can't get healthy. And the guy can't get healthy because he's probably in a, a crappy marriage, right? And um, that's probably what you need to work on, 
<laughs> more, more than anything else. Right. So it's like, so setting personal goals. Um, and I, I, you know, there's personal goals for your health, right? What are you going to do differently for your health this year? Um, do you have goals around your marriage? One of the best decisions Vanessa and I made, I, we started this in 2017 or 2018 was to do date night. Right. And we do date night and like a goal for marriage could be uh, doing a date night on a weekly basis. Uh, what is your goals for hobbies? Right. Do you want to do something different this year? Do you want to start playing basketball? Do you want to do jujitsu? And I think you do the guitar, right? You play the guitar. Yeah, I try. I try. Yeah. Absolutely. So you play the guitar and I know you do, um, you like to go to concerts and you kind of do that. Like what are, you know, hobby type, you know, things. And I'm not honestly the best person uh, on the hobby stuff. Like I'm, you know, if you, you talk about me, I'm like reading and working and playing with my kids. Like those are my hobbies. Like, so I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get it, you know, um, but it's something I need to work on. Right. Because it adds a, another element of, uh, of life to you, to, to your world. Um, a financial goals um, from a personal standpoint, right? So it's not just your business wants to uh, earn a certain amount of money, but what are you uh, investing personally? Do you this year want to, you know, make sure you're, you know, paying off debt? Do you like, you know, is there a, a new insurance you need to buy? Like, what are your personal uh, financial goals uh, that you want to have? Is there a certain amount of money you want to, you know, save this year uh, from your business and everything like that? So um, that's the last piece we do is we set uh, some personal goals. And I really believe the personal goals are the driver of energy, right? The personal side is the driver of energy for business, right? So if you're, you're exhausted all the time because you're not getting good sleep and you're not working out, if your marriage is a mess, if your family is a home, if you're like, it's like that matters in business, right? So you must protect this. You must protect your own personal self um, to be able to have it, it lead your business successfully. Um, most of the people I know that are really successful business also have successful personal lives. Now, there's some people that go through challenging, tough times. There's some people like, yeah, but but I know that people, a lot of people, um, success is success, right? So there's there, some of the people are successful. And, you know, I view, you know, a guy that's successful in business and has a miserable home life and a miserable marriage. And, you know, he's just a miserable, he's, he's 50 pounds overweight. Is that really success? Right? Yeah. No, you were just successful in one area of your life. You know? Um, and you know, I know these things can can ebb and flow, but success for me is like success in business, but also to have, you know, a great relationship with Vanessa, to have a great relationship with my kids, that my health is on point. Like those are the things that are help me define success. So success can't be just defined with your business. Success needs to be defined as what is your life like for you. Um, so I think setting some personal goals uh, can help aid in all of that. So those are the the, the five sections that uh, that we go through. I love it. And, and, you know, staying on this personal thing really quick, again, we talked about it, you know, when you first did it, but when you first got on, but this idea about the oxygen mask and, uh, yeah. and I think when you're not intentionally thinking about even hobbies saying i want to try to play a guitar a couple times a week or i want to try to lose weight then you start to when you when that's not happening and you don't take ownership of it that's when the stuff will boil up with your relationship as well and say it's their fault right you bought chocolate 
And I walked by and I ate it, <laughs> but it's your fault because you bought it, yeah. right? It's so yeah. stupid. And and but it, to me, we all do it. But I've I've noticed when I am working out more, when I am, you know, sit down. Even by the way, I bought a record player because I love music so much. And having a little bit of time, a couple nights a week, to go in my room and just listen to some records, <laughs> like yeah. it brings me back to when I was younger too. But having that, it makes me. It's like that's my time, and I do think it. I agree with you, one hundred percent. It does make everything else. It gives you energy for everything else. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and what I want to do too, uh, we're in the uh, the 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 launch. I believe this will get released. Uh, probably late. Friday. Probably Friday. Okay. So, um, actually, so we'll we'll have so this will be the final opportunity. So. The final opportunity to join the Marketing Master Insiders Club for a dollar will be Friday uh, or whenever this gets released. Um, The reason being is uh, we're relaunching the program uh, under a new name and a new brand called New Client Academy. That's just what we're changing the name of the MMIC um, and the new uh, fee structure will be uh, you can do a 60 day trial for $47. That's going to be how the, it will be to come in. Um, but for your listeners, this is their final opportunity to get in for a, a dollar um, of that program. It's still, it'll, it'll be the same program. So they'll be able to get in um, for that, but they get one on one marketing coaching. Um, a, a full masterclass with me every month. Um, they'll get access to a done for you marketing newsletter that gets shipped to their door um, every eight weeks. Uh, there's a monster vault of marketing information in there. Um, I've hired someone specifically just to man this program to help people with their marketing. So there's a full-time staff member in there that will be, you know, being a coach for them to help them with their marketing. Um, so it's going to be 47 bucks to join um, the new client Academy, but I'm going to give the the old link to your listeners um, uh, for uh, to get in for a buck uh, for the final time. So the next time I promote this on the next month's podcast, it'll be 47 bucks to get in. Um, and then it goes to, uh, I think 297 a month after that. But what I am going to do too, is I am in the group, in the, in the, um, uh, in the vault, I am going to put the packet that I, um, talked about in here. I give, there's a probably about a 20 page packet that has all the questions for the annual plan workshop in there. Okay. And I'm cool. going to put that packet that, so if they kind of want to take what we did today and go deep dive in this on their own and take the packet and go do it, um, they can get access to that in the vault section okay. of the MMIC. So they just go to club.vincegabriel.com for the final time. And they can get access to uh, that program for a buck. That's club.vincegabriel.com. All right. Last chance, kids. There you have it. Vince, thanks so much for doing this. Five steps to make 2023 your best year ever. Don't listen to the media hype. Vince can help you here. Vince, thanks for doing this, bud. Thanks, Sam.